0: Uh, but I got to be in Colorado and it was cool and it was dry air and it was nice. And we did some stuff outside. We had one of those, we had one of those fire pits, you know, out on the on the back porch. And man, we built a fire out there. And uh how many's been to Colorado or up some, someplace high? It's when there's no clouds at night? It's is it amazing or what? I mean, it's just amazing. And, I'm out there on the porch with with, uh, my brother, and we look up in the sky, and it's just amazing. And you think all we're seeing is just this part of it. But you can't even, you look as hard as you can, you just can't see the end of it. It's just lights and lights and lights and lights and lights. And it's all God. It's all God stuff. He's the father of lights, isn't he? And there's something about lights that affect all of us. And I want to talk about light today because you know what? We'll be, what's the biggest challenge we have is when there is no light, right? <laughs> when, there's, when there's a lack of light. And so what I want to do is just what do we, what do we have with light? We take it for granted, don't we? Aren't you glad for Thomas Edison? You know, he didn't give, it, give in after the 950th time, you know. He didn't give up. But he kept, he kept going on it until he got the light bulb. Now we're used to it, right? Nighttime, it doesn't matter. We can do stuff anytime. But light isn't just optional. Did you know we have to have light? To To live. We have to have light to live, don't we? I just I just want to look at some of these things, and I'm gonna, then I'm gonna get into uh, the ascent, the really essential light that we have in our life. And all of us are probably aware of where I'm going with this. But the the one thing that happens with light is it reveals things that were there all along. Right? It makes things visible. So if you go back to Genesis and remember that that darkness covered the deep in the spirit of the... We talked about this this the last time we were together, remember? Talking about God being a spirit. He hovered over the the deep, but it was dark, wasn't it? What was the first thing that God came up with? He said, man, if I'm going to start creating, anybody like to paint or anybody like to even read? Do you like to read? I like to put Braden, not my brother, to bed at night. And and, uh, I have to have a light on if I'm going to read him a story. And my glasses. I need my glasses, too. But why? Because for us to be able to even see things that we can become creative with, we have to see what the possibilities are. So the first thing that that God did when he created the earth, he said, what? Let there be light. And there was light. It's really going to be good to, to hit rewind and go back and see where how that happened because all those stars in the sky and all the other stuff, there was light. Right? But it was almost like he was going into the room with a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them, the, the painter's paint on? A bunch of easels in the room, you know, and you can't even begin doing anything until you turn the light on. And when you do, then you can start having... Things come to mind. It's, like, it's almost like God turned the light on, oh, now we got to do something with this, right? So with Revelation, there's visibility, but then there's also inspiration. So when you begin to see things, it begins to awaken the possibilities, right, that can take place once the light is on. It also enables life. Do you know about photosynthesis, right? Our plants, they're able to to produce things that we can can eat, that we can live on. You know, they say there's actually little animals down at the bottom of the ocean that live with almost no light at all, but but we have to have light for life. There has to be life. So in the middle of my doing this, so what do you do if you're going to remove life? You cover it with darkness. You can take somebody, put them in complete darkness, and not allow them to be exposed to anything that sees light, they will die. Anything will, right? We have to have light. Purification. You know, a lot of things you can put out in the sun if something's gone bad, you can put it out in the sun. The sun will actually purify it, won't it? It will kill things that that are detrimental. Germs, right? Light will purify. It will warm. So how many are familiar with like a, a greenhouse or a, you, you know, you can, you can go up to the North Pole and if you put a light in an enclosed area, there'll be enough warmth for there to be uh, produce produced in that place, right? All it takes is a light. Anytime there's a light, there's a warmth source. All right. And one more. This is one I think is is amazing, and it's freedom. You ever get up in the middle of the night and it's completely pitch black? You don't want to move, do you? You're bound to where you're. Why? Because you've tried before, and you hit your little, your, your little toe on the corner of the bed, right? Say, I'm not doing that no more. <laughs> so what happens in the dark is, is there's bondage. Just the darkness alone gives bondage because you're afraid to move, right? Now, I'm sure there's some more things that we could bring out, but I just wanted to say, what is it about light that we require so much? And what is going on in our earth today? Darkness tries to overcome all the time. What's it trying to do? It's trying to strip us of life. It's trying to strip us of freedom, creativity being who we've been made to be. So God says, let there be light, and the enemy comes, and what does he want to do? He wants to say, let there be darkness. And if we're not careful, we'll embrace darkness. And it will strip us of all these things. Amen? So we've we've prayed to a God who's here right now, haven't we, this morning? Isn't it good to have Him here right now? But I think there's a way we can look at Him this morning that has to do with Him being the light. Amen? Everything else is going to pass away. Everything else is going to pass away. But our God will not, and He's here right now, to be all these things for us as our light. Amen? All right. All right. So we... We've been talking about acknowledging God, and I'll just go through this again. I'm going to go three aspects of this. To, To acknowledge God as light, we have to just start off by saying that He is light. We've talked about light in general, but we have to begin to see God as light. How many have heard this before? You've heard that God is light. But what does that mean? So I want to go through this because it's not enough to just recognize that God is light. Then we we have to simply accept him and his existence. We have to recognize that. And I, I, I encourage us, again, let's not just take this for granted this morning. Say, God is light. But let's don't stop there. And this is a three-phase A way of of acknowledging God. When when we say acknowledge God, that's acquiring knowledge about God. God is so big we're not even going to begin to know Him completely. But we can begin to acquire knowledge about things about Him, right? And when that begins to change us and affect us to where we're not just knowing about it but we're knowing it, is when we begin to actually honor Him as the light. We worship Him as such, right? Okay. And then it transforms who we are. How many have experienced a uh, Rocky Balboa movie? It almost changes you, doesn't it? You experience. You just feel like punching something, right? Just feel like. (laughs) <laughs> so, so I'll confess something. Uh, I think we're going to a movie this evening, right? Empire Strikes Back. Anybody see any Star Wars movies? <laughs> now, it's, it's probably actually a very good uh, <laughs> illustration of this. <laughs> I've watched Star, Mo- Star Wars movies. I've, uh, I think I've watched most of them, but most of those names and all those places, I can't remember any of that stuff. In fact, I had to look it up. It's the Emperor Palatine. Is that right? Pal- See, I didn't even get it right. I'm proud of myself. I'm not <laughs> but my daughter had this guy that she graduated with in high school. This guy knew, knows Star Wars. Why? Because he lives it out. It's changed who he is. He knows all about all of it. In fact, he he does he does those silly uh, cos. That's something. They, dress up exactly like the <laughs> they they dress up exactly like the characters, and they wield these wands, and they and they take videos of it and everything else. Those people know Star Wars. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Well what's going on with Star Wars? It's the dark side, right? The dark side. What what I notice is that Palpatine dude, he's from the beginning to the end, isn't he? On that. Is he dark or what? I mean, and, and what's his main thing that he comes at with to, to people all the time? It's if you allow me, if you bow down before me. Then I will give you all these things. Right? It's all about what he's gonna do for so and what is the truth in it all? As soon as you give in to him? Boy, that last one, oh, Oh, that, that girl, she was so tempted. Because he told her that he would she would be saving her own people if she would just bow down to him. Actually, if she would kill him. Right? I told him, I I go to my he's he's a little bit more, he knows a little bit more than I do, thank goodness. But for dark to overcome, you have to give in what is truly value. You have to give in and allow the light that's in you to bow down to the darkness. So let's let's start just recognizing God together. Can we can we do this? Are you with me? Say I'm with you this morning. Pastor Stephen. All right. 1 John 1 5, it says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Uh, You could just camp out here for a while and get your head lifted up. How many are experiencing some oppression from the world around us today? Anybody watch any news at all? Doesn't take hardly any. And you start feeling going, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you just begin to just see God as light with no darkness at all, and you, and when He's your God, it begins to encourage you. You get live just just recognizing Him as God, as light, Amen. Let's look at another one here, John eight twelve. Aren't you thankful for the Word of God? it's not it doesn't change at all our world around us right now is trying to tell us that things are evolving come into the 20th uh, the 20th century not the 21st century let let, you know progress but no God never changes his word never changes and if we want to have a basis for us to actually live our lives upon we can go to the word we can just go to the word we can go to the word amen aren't you thankful for that this morning when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus said, I am the light. Okay, let's go back. What is that light? Well, it's all those things we, we read about or that I pointed out and more. Amen? He's going to be our life. He's, he's available as life. He's a, available to reveal, to expose, to purify, all these things, isn't he? That's what he is, as a light. Jesus said, that's what I am. I am the light of the world. You know, it was interesting, I, I saw a commentary on this said when Jesus was saying this, he was saying it to a completely different culture than we have today. You know, my sister was actually showing me uh, L.A. on the 4th of July. You should have seen it. The whole city was just fireworks going up all over the place. It was just, it was amazing. But in any city, you know, uh, there's lights. But back then, lights were rare. You had to have a fire. You had to have a torch of some kind. And that you could see a city, but it was a big deal to have a light. It, it drew people to it. And when Jesus is talking about that, he's, he's saying, I am the light of the world. It's not a common thing. I am the light And then whoever walks in me, let's don't get to that. I I almost took that off of there because that's not where we're going yet. I just want to say, Jesus is the light, right? You just had a clue there. We're going that way, though, right? Isaiah 9-2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. God is. The light. Isaiah 60, 1 through 2. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and His glory appears over you. Right now, no matter how oppressive things get, no matter how, and this is in our individual lives. You know, we got stuff going on in the world around us, but in the middle of even, even this, you know, pandemic that's going on, I, I heard a doctor saying that even though the, ho- the hospitals are full, like in Houston, but it's only like 10% that have this virus. <laughs> People have other stuff going on. Cancer still is going on. Flu's still going on. There's all kinds of You know what's really going on is people are going to hell. (laughs) That's what's going on for eternity. People are so afraid of losing something temporal. And Jesus said, don't be afraid of what can be lost temporal. Be afraid of what can be lost eternally. Amen? The darkness covering the earth right now is not a pandemic. It's a turning from God. That's the darkness. But the, it's not because the Lord isn't here. And if the, it's, it, no matter what you're going through, no matter how deep the darkness you're going through, God is there to be a light. Has anybody ever experienced any kind of darkness like that? A tragedy? A loss? What happens when that, hap- when that takes place? Upon you comes this inability to even see what to do, doesn't it? That's darkness. You're afraid to do anything. That's darkness. You feel cold. That's darkness. You feel anything that the light doesn't bring, it's darkness. And what is the enemy's wanting to do is he's trying to put you into bondage to where you can't even move to do what's right. Because faith requires movement. Faith requires light. Faith requires inspiration, revelation from God. Amen? What the enemy's wanting to do, even in the church today, is to shut us down and be impressed by the darkness. But God is our light if we will only acknowledge Him as such. Amen? This is good. Man, God's Word is good, isn't it? John 1. Life came into being because of Him. For His life is light for all humanity. Don't you like that? I'm telling you what, this is necessary. I'm not coming against any people groups at all right now, but I'm so thankful that I didn't get left out. It's for all humanity. Amen? Every single one is precious. He's the light for all. And this living expression is the light that bursts through gloom. Don't you like that? The light that darkness cannot diminish. Praise the Lord. Don't you like the, that, that uh, passion translation? Let me, I'm just going to read it again. That's fun. Life came into being because of him, for his life is light for all humanity. And this living expression is the light that bursts through gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. You know what? One of the biggest darknesses going on is what I just referred to, the separation, the categorization of people. Different races, right? And we do it naturally. Naturally. We do it with genders. We do it with sizes. We do it with all kinds of different things, don't we? That does not come from God. It doesn't come from God. No, God shines His light on all humanity, and He says, you're all precious. Amen? And Jesus gave His life for every single one Aren't you grateful for that? Because of that, I'm included. Praise God. Praise the Lord. All right, Luke 9, 29, as he prayed his face, now this is the cool thing about this, is because the glory of God, where the light is actually acknowledged in a great way, before I get to this, remember what happened to Moses? He went up on the mountain, and he said, God, I cannot lead these people to where you want me to lead them to without you. Don't you like that? And this is where we have to get if we're going to actually see God as our light and be, a, be affected the way Moses was. He said, God, I have to see you. This needs to be something that becomes a part of our heart, and I encourage us to do this this morning, because we have to see God if we're going to know him as our light. But when that happens, it's going be it, it will change you. People will notice. You cannot hide the light, not the real light. Remember what happened to Moses? Okay, he goes up on the, on the mountain. He says, God, I have to see. You. I have to see. You. He says, Okay, I'll, I'll walk by and you can see me pass by, right? And Moses says, Well, wow, that's cool. That's really cool. And he doesn't realize that he's been affected by God. Because where the light is, it will be seen. As he prayed, he didn't just, he said, I'm the light, and everybody heard him say that. But what happened? He went, and the the glory of God came down on Jesus. Same thing that happened to Moses. He comes down off the mountain, and they couldn't even look at him. Because he had seen the light. It didn't. It it eased off of him with time. And this is why we keep having to go back into the light. We have to continually be before our God as light, acknowledging him as such. Amen. So Jesus goes up on the mountain with with the disciples. And as he prayed, his face began to glow until it was a blinding glory streaming from him. His entire body was illuminated with a radiant glory. His brightness became so intense that it made his clothing blinding white. Is that cool? That'd be kind of cool to see, wouldn't it? Like multiple flashes of lightning. He is the light. How many know Jesus today? Isn't it good to just talk to him? Amen? But you know what I want to have happen is first to know him, not just to know that he is, to know him as the light. Amen? All right. So what, we, what we're here to do today, how many came here just because it's the best place in town to come on a Sunday morning? Well, that should be part of it, right? That should be part of it. But I came to encounter God. I came to encounter God. I'm I'm so thankful for songs that we can sing. And, and, you know, I'm thankful for the promise that when we come together, He he occupies His praises. Isn't that wonderful? But it's very necessary when we do and when we're living is for us to be affected by this God. Amen? Not to just know that He is, but to become like Moses and Jesus. Hebrews 1.3. The Son is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. The exact expression of God's true nature. Isn't that cool? This is who God is. He's dazzling. Just like my wife. Okay, I won't post on Facebook, but I'll say a thing or two in the pulpit. All right. He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplishes for us the complete cleansing of sins and then took his seat on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. I thought this was a cool passage because you know what it goes through. It goes through talking about him being this dazzling light to occupy in this position of honor. Amen. Amen that there's a necessity in us, what is honor? That's when we begin to value things very highly. Amen? Because it's the things that you value, and this is where we're going to be going with this today. It's the things that you value that cause you to be transformed. Amen? He accomplished this for us, the complete cleansing of sin. Why is that necessary? Because we need to behold Him. We cannot behold him in unrighteousness. We have to go by the blood of Jesus. Amen? Aren't you thankful for the blood? 1 Timothy 6, 16. He alone is the immortal God. Do you hear some worship in this? This isn't just talking about what he is. This is talking about worshiping him as that, right? What is worshiping? That's where, man, I'm in awe of you, God. I'm in awe of you as being a light. You're amazing, you're immortal, you're an unapproachable light of divine glory. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? No one has ever seen His fullness, nor can they. For all the glory and endless authority of the universe belongs to Him forever and ever. Amen. That makes you just want to join in, doesn't it? Isn't it good to worship God? What I love about worship is when you get completely lost there. Amen? Becoming lost in the light of God is very necessary to actually know Him, acknowledging Him as light. We have to get lost in His lightness. Amen? In the worship of it. John 12, 35. Man, there's so much, and this isn't all of it by any means. Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. And he's given a clue here. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. We need to be stirred in this. Amen? There's a necessity. Well, let me finish this and then I'll come back to it. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. He did the Frodo again. He's good at doing that, isn't that cool? Um, what's he talking about with this walking stuff? Did you know that he, he, he talked about worship, didn't he? He talked about worship being. He said, there's, there's coming a time, it's right now, when it's no longer gonna be about where you go. You go to the coolest church in town, you go to New Life Church, it's not just about that. It's about worshiping him in spirit, but in truth. Amen. What is the truth? That's how you're walking your life. You're not a hypocrite. Amen. And Jesus said that there's a there's a there's a A limited amount of time for us to do this. One of the biggest dangers that our enemy, the father of darkness, wants to do for us is tell us we can do it later. We can do it later. And Jesus is talking to them. He knows, he says, You have to, if you're not doing it now, you're never gonna do it. Now is the appointed time. Now is the day of salvation. Amen. And so he says, walk. What does that mean? (laughs) Live like it's true. He says, walk while you have the light. How many have the light this morning? We have the light, don't we? Amen? But you have to walk in the light. So what will that be? That will be in honor of it, first of all. Amen? You don't just take it like everything else and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with God. Thank, thank you for your grace, God, so I can do whatever else I want to do. I can walk however I want to. No, Jesus says if you're not if you're walking in the darkness, you're not going to be in the light. Right? He says before darkness overtakes you. That is the implication of that is if you're not walking in honor of the lightness of God, right? He says, you have the light just a little while longer. He says, while you have the light, walk in it before darkness overtakes you. Man, we have an opportunity in the presence of God when we're exposed to the gospel, to the truth. Amen? Even what we're talking about here today, this should be something that we don't say, hey, I got that. You know, the more you... Know God as a light, the more you tremble in his glory. At the wonder that you can even be there. Amen? (laughs) What is the fear of God? I tremble that I would ever not walk in it and have darkness overtake me. Amen? Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. We need the light, don't we? All right. Are you doing good this morning? Are you awake? All right. Psalm 36, 9. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. It's almost like you can't even, what is light? That's the ability to actually see things the way they are. I'm telling you, there's there's an ability that you have in your mind that will never be set loose to actually perceive things in this world the way they truly are until you're knowing God, walking with God as your light. Amen? All right. I hasten forth. I've got much good foundation for us to go on here. Amen? Amen. Matthew 6, 21. For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. This is where we're getting to in the worship part of this, okay? You can never pursue something. You can never honor anything unless you have value associated with it. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation or light, to enter into your being. If your heart is unclouded, the light floods in. What is it about our hearts? This relationship that we have with our God is not a mental thing. It's a heart thing, isn't it? Amen? But our eyes are involved with that because you know what? You will look upon, you will be affected by what You choose to look at. And when we're talking about looking at, what are we talking about? Being gratified by the vision of what we're looking at. Amen? I think men more than women have a very strong thing in the way God has made us to be gratified by certain things that we see. And we know what I'm talking about. Right? Right? It's a battle every man has. What is the victory over that? To become gratified with looking at something else. To looking at God as your light. Amen? And worshiping him as such. The gratification that you get from, and this is a mystery to you until you begin to see it. This is why we have to awaken this inside of us. Amen? Knowing God as the light. Because if your heart is unclouded, the light will be allowed to flood in. But if your eyes are focused. Now, this this is where Jesus is talking about money. As he says, don't don't put up stuff on this earth where, where moth and dust corrupts it. He says, but treasure things that are in heaven. Now. We're talking about just light right now. We're talking about when, when I see this money thing, it's anything that we are afraid to lose in this life, okay? Anything that we value so much that we're going to try to hold on to it, okay? So when he's talking about this money right here, I don't want to just talk about just money because it can be anything, right? The light cannot penetrate. If your eyes are focused on this life, love not this life, amen? The light cannot penetrate, and darkness takes its place. So we're we're, we're talking, and then we're talking to people that know God. Darkness can take the place of God's light in our life if we allow our heart to treasure things that are in this life. Amen? He says... Your your eyes will be, because light comes in through your eyes, doesn't it? How do you perceive light? It comes through your eyes. And what other things do is they cover your eyes to where you can't even see it. What we're talking to today is knowing God as light. He has to become worshipped. He has to become valued, amen, as that. How could you worship two gods at the same time? You will have to hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. This is something that's taken place in our world today in a great way. Because what's rising up is you have to bow down to a man's way of looking at things, right? On either side of the spectrum or else you are condemned in some way or not. Amen? When it comes to God, this is what will happen. If you are not seeing him as light, you will even come to despise the things of God. And I see this as the challenge that's coming against the church today. This is why this message is so important for us. Because things are very precarious for the Christian church. In the world, in our country right now, how can that be? How can that be? Because you can't serve God and the world at the same time to the point that you will despise the things of God. If the enemy, and what does he do? He comes in as as an angel of light, doesn't he? He comes in and says, if you do this, just like Palpatine, (laughs) if you do this, if you bow down to me, you'll actually be protecting somebody else. And that might not be what God is wanting for us. Amen? If you bow down to me, you're going to be honoring a certain amount of people. No, I only bow down before God. Amen? Why? Because as soon as you start down the slippery slope of a man's way of protecting or caring for things, you're actually listening to a darkness because it's not coming from God. The only light that will truly protect us, again, I don't, I'm not as concerned about this life. I would rather give up my life right now for what God says. Offer it up and know that I have eternal life. Amen? <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's been people through the centuries that have had to do that. And I've, I've had a hard time identifying with that. How do you do that? How do you, how do you become a martyr? Well, when you've seen the light and you know that that light is going to be eternal life, you're willing to give up something temporal that you don't have anyway. Amen. <laughs> okay, man, this is a happy sermon, isn't it? John twelve twenty five. The people, the person who loves this his life, and pampers. That sounds like you put diapers on it, doesn't it? And pampers himself will miss true life. But the one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself to me will find true life and enjoy it forever. Man, this sounds critical, doesn't it? We have to worship him as the light. And not allow what the the enemy always comes in and says, if you want to enjoy your life a little bit better, you just give in to this. What is that? That's darkness. That's Palpatine, right? And what's he wanting to do? He's wanting to destroy everybody. There's there's a very insidious plan to destroy masses of people across the earth right now, and it's not from God. But it will raise itself and impose its its will as if it's a good thing. That's what the enemy always does. Darkness always says, "I'm better." I'm better. All right. You love me yet? Okay. Responding. Conforming to God's light. Let me get through this. This is good. So we don't want to be among those, right? We will get caught up in that if we're not looking and acknowledging God as the light. We will be overcome by evil. We will be overcome by darkness. Darkness. Man, this is an important thing for us to note it. Aren't you glad you came today? You didn't say I have something else that's keeping me away today, right? This is your lucky day. You get to be here. Exodus 34, 29. When Moses came down from the Mount Sinai with the two tablets of covenant law. or I already talked about this one, didn't I? In his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. You know, I was, I was talking with somebody, I think it was my, one of my family members up there. They were saying there was a guy uh, named Smith Wigglesworth. Anybody know who Smith Wigglesworth was? Hey, they said, um, wasn't, it, wasn't it Carter? I think that another guy, Howard Carter. I think he showed up at his door, and he had a newspaper under his arm, and he said, uh, you can come in here, but you got to leave that newspaper out. He said, I'm, I, I'm not allowing that in. There's darkness in that. We can be, we can be aware of some things that are going on, but we do, that does not need to be our focus. We do, most, of the, most of the sources of information we're getting from the world, they're very unreliable. They're they're so unreliable. Why would we be? Why would we allow our emotions to get caught up? In, you know, as long as it's on the internet, it must be true. You know. No. But it should be because you know what happened with Smith Wigglesworth, as he would walk by and people would fall under conviction to the presence of God. Why? You know what it said about God? God is light and in him there is no darkness. What happens when you walk in him, you're going to be, re- if you're actually going to be walking in him like, like Jesus was talking about, you're not going to be pussyfooting and hanging on to hand. you're, you're going to be practicing social distancing with darkness, right? You're going to believe in its ability to inflict you with something that you do not want, Amen. You're not gonna worry about a mess. You're just not even getting close. You're not, you're not going, you're not going there. Why? <laughs> because when you behold God, he begins to change who you are to the point that you don't even want to be tainted with those other things. And it will transform who you are to the point where you walk by somebody and they're experiencing God just because you walked by. Amen. <laughs> We're talking about. Acknowledging Him as light. This is part of it. Until it changes us, until we're looking different, until we're affecting people around us. Amen? Yes. We haven't really acknowledged Him as light yet. Because this will happen. First Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Did you know that? You're something special. A holy nation. God's special Possession that you may declare the praises of Him who's called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Are you with me? Colossians 1.13. For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. Aren't you glad? And brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. This is the reality of what Christ has done for us. He's brought us out of darkness. Why would we go there? Why will we hold on to it in the least? Amen? Partly because we just don't know. Partly because we haven't just seen him yet. I encourage, you know, Pastor, Pastor Kim was talking about that, that this morning. Every, every day, every moment, Jesus is talking about this. Let's, let's don't pretend like we've figured this thing out already, that we are already knowing God. Let's be, let's be desperate for it every day. Amen? Let's take advantage of all the things. I'll tell you what, te- there's so much good teaching out there. You listen to teaching. You know what happens to me when I listen to teaching? God starts teaching me some other stuff too. You know? Stuff I never would have come up with otherwise. Why? Because I've acknowledged God enough that there's a light coming from His Word that I want to be exposed to continually. Because I will be exposed to other things. We can choose this. This is all. Aren't you glad God made it so it's it's a choice? But he called us. He's calling us. He said, come on, let's let's don't do that stuff anymore. But to do it, we have to choose light, don't we? We have to choose to be transformed. 1 John 1, 6 through 7. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. This is worshiping in spirit and in truth, isn't it? But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Man, if we just put this on a poster for the whole nation to see right now, would this not solve a few problems? You cannot walk in, in knowing the light of God and have any kind of strife to anybody. Amen? What's the problem in our world? Strife, isn't it? Now we try to categorize it into different people groups. It's just strife. Those people groups, they fight against each other. I mean, you know. (laughs) No, it's a lack of the light of God. It's darkness and an inability to see where you're going. It's amazing. People come up with stuff to, to resolve this. They have no clue because they're walking in the darkness. And it never resolves anything, does it? But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, what, how do we know? This is the wonderful thing about it. this. This is something that God hit me with. It's just as far as love goes. Love removes the, the ability for me to punish somebody else for how I don't like, they, like them, even what they've done. It removes the observance of evil. And in the removal of the observance of evil becomes the removal of a sensitivity to it. Did you know love isn't just the removal of doing something bad or doing things good for somebody? It's the removal of being sensitive and being offended. That's love too. Amen? That's what we get from this God of light. He reveals those things to us. And now it doesn't matter what anybody, you know what, a lot of, you know, psychology and stuff. I took a, I had to take a psychology class in in college. And, you know, people have mental problems. And what they want, what they want to do is go back into your life and figure out what happened to you so that we can resurrect that and talk about it and everything else. And what God wants to do is come in and He wants to shine the light and actually reveal those things and remove its power because of the love of God. And you receive that from Him. It starts transforming how you look at other people now. You don't look at other people, you don't even expect them to not like you or to hurt you. Because that's been removed as an option for you to do. Is, you see this? This is what we get in the light of God. He reveals things to us like that. And now we can actually become a part of the solution rather than maintaining ourselves as the problem. <laughs> Are you with me? Oh, can you just get a little bit more and then we'll go? All right. All right. <laughs> Ephesians 5 8. For you were once darkness, but now you. You are light. Isn't this cool now? We all agreed that Jesus is light and God is light. Now he's saying we're light. Ah! So now we're transformed into the very light that we're beholding, aren't we, in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Did you know that God is pleased by things? He's displeased by other things? You know... I would rather not, my wife is very good at letting me know when things displease her. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I would rather not continue doing stuff that displeases her and have her just not say anything about it. Right? Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Uh (laughs) That's right. But for, that, for, me, for me to not displease her, I have to care about what does please her. Amen? That comes through fellowship, doesn't it? It comes through caring, honoring, treasuring. Do we treasure God today? Amen? And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Amen? 1 Thessalonians 5. Eight. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others. We need to be different, don't we? There needs to be an observance that we're not like the world. We don't love the things of the world. We don't respond like the world responds. Let's not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober. Putting on faith and love as a breastplate. And the hope of salvation as a helmet. John 9, 4. As long as it, as it is day, we must... How many have been praying for God to move on the earth? You know what God's praying? Is that we would move on the earth. Right? <laughs> as long as it is day. That means as long as... It's kind of like Jesus was saying that there's a, there's a period of time that we have here on this earth. You could call it uh, sleeping is, we're, we're going to die. All of us are going to die. Oh, we got to hold death over us. Like we got to bow to it, right? Well, you know, we, we care about people. It, every life is precious. But we don't bow to it like it's, we're its servant. Amen? So we all will sleep. Our time on this earth is, is, is minimal. It's like a, it's like a breath. that goes by fast. So this is our day. This is our time to live. Why live in darkness when this is our day? Every day. Every day is precious in the light of God. Amen? Every day cannot be wasted. It's precious. It's ours from God. Night is coming when no man can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. That was his purpose in coming. It wasn't to just make a big splash. It was to to birth a whole bunch of brothers and sisters that would be just like him. They would be the light. How is the light? You know, it's precious. I was talking with my sister, and she says, you know what? God needs me. Did you know that God needs you on the earth right now? He needs you. Why would he have sent Jesus if he didn't need us? You ever think about that? He needs us. He needs us for His glory to shine through. He needs us to behold Him in His glory so that we start glowing, dazzling glory. Amen? And affecting this world. This world will not be affected without us. Aren't you glad that we get to be a part of this right now? You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. Did you know we have a responsibility? It was good. We, we prayed at the beginning. We acknowledged God being here right now. But you know what? It becomes a very big responsibility for us now. To know God as light means we have to become light. We have to become light. Amen? I'll tell you, now when you pray, when you see him as the light, now you lift up your voice, it's not just you as a person talking. It's you as the light affecting the world with words of life. Amen? Gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father that's in heaven. So, I just want to end it with this. what we're talking about this light, this is where we're going. You know, I talked about this life being temporal here. Our life here is dependent upon the sun. The sun goes away, we go away. Just like that, right? But there's a life that's more dependent upon another light that's not ever going away. The sun sometime will will burn out, but God will never burn out, amen? And our life in Him will only burn out as if we choose to be in darkness, amen? Man, the possibilities we have in knowing God, acknowledging Him as the light, man, they're endless, aren't they? Does this give you some hope for these times that we're in right now? I'm telling you what, but there's only hope as we determine, Man, I'm doing this more and more. I encourage you. Let's do it together, can't we? Let's know our God. Let's know Him as a light. Amen? Let's turn from evil ways. You know, we want to magnify evil ways like they're a big deal. You know, they're not a big deal at all. They're not a big deal. As soon as you choose light, darkness goes away. Just like that. Amen? Did you know He's your deliverance? He's your help. Constant help. All we do is acknowledge. We have to acknowledge. God, You are the light. I worship You as the light. I allow You to transform me from my darkness into Your light. Amen? (laughs) Awakened in us becomes inspiration. Awakened in us becomes freedom. Amen? That nobody can take away. (laughs) Because we know our God, not just as somebody who forgives us, but calls us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Amen? Can we know God as our light today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father.